Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. O'Connor Orchid Estates Apartments Located in the center of the small town of Reading, Ohio, it is widely regarded as the world's most haunted location. Join world-renowned paranormal investigators Abigail Reynolds and Michael Colby as they immerse themselves into every aspect of life in this building and expose the truth of its horrific history. Join us for My Creepy Haunted Life. Jack Billings presents Haunted Apartment Complex starring me. (laughs) Jack Billings, obviously. Damn it. How did you even get in here, Jack? Let's get spooky, crew! What's up, you guys? guys? I'm Catherine. And I'm Haley. And we are Saturdays for the Ghouls, a Podmouth podcast. How are you, Haley? I'm good, Catherine. How are you? I'm all right. Just living life. I think it's crime movie week, considering I yes. watched a crime movie yesterday. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the movie Missing from 2023. We watched it yesterday, and we're here to chat about it. I just want to let you guys know, this movie is very pertinent that you are going to be spoiled. This movie is going to be spoiled if you've never seen it before. And it's important that you don't get spoiled before you watch the movie for this one. So if you're planning on watching it, you might want to just hang out somewhere else and then come back when you've watched it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to eliminate listeners. If you want to listen to it, let's do it. But... I'm just saying, you'll be spoiled. You will also be spoiled for another movie called Searching. Probably. (laughs) We'll try not to spoil that one. Just a little bit. Okay, so you might get some mild spoilers about another movie called Searching. And we'll talk to you about why. This is not a double feature. Although it could be. Haley, do you want to give like a really mini Haley synopsis about the movie? Or do you want me to give you the IMDb one first? I'll go. All right. Teenager. Thanks her mom's controlling. Mom goes on airplane, maybe, with maybe fiance. Maybe named Kevin. They fly from LAX to Columbia. And the teenager's like, fuck yeah, gonna have the house to myself weekend. So she does what any normal teenager would do. And she throws a rager. The day comes that she has to pick up her mom from the airport. And she's not there. She's missing so then we follow this girl on her journey and trying to find her mother through all of her social media accounts and it's all through the pov of like her laptop Mm -hmm. it's like the movie unfriended unfriended did this shit first does she find her mom is her mom dead i don't know or in Catherine's synopsis form it would be all right we got death question mark 
got kidnapping. Uh, then we got death, death, happy ending. Exactly. All right, back to you, Haley. Catherine. You just don't talk for the rest of the episode. Okay. Thank you, Haley, for your Haley synopsis. Thank you. You're welcome. In both Haley form and Catherine form. That was great. You've done the whole thing. We yeah. can just end the episode right now. That was all I had. <laughs> just kidding. You just wrote down the synopsis. That's it. Okay, so the little mini IMDb synopsis is this. After her mother goes missing, a young woman tries to find her from home using tools available to her online. So if you remember, I don't know if there was this movie back in 2018 called Searching. And the father, his daughter goes missing and he uses only tools online to try to find him. And the whole thing is filmed through the computer, through video calls, through like searching through Facebook, searching through emails, searching through whatever programs that they use to find the person and see about their life and what they do online. And so missing is like the second standalone to that. And this is a little bit broader synopsis that was on. I think it was from like Scream Gems or something. Anyway, from the minds behind searching comes missing a thrilling roller coaster mystery that makes you wonder how well do you know those closest to you? When her mother disappears on a vacation in Colombia with her new boyfriend, June searches for answers, is hindered by international red tape, stuck thousands, stuck thousands of miles away in L.A., June creatively uses all of the latest technology at her fingertips to try to find her before it's too late. But as she digs deeper, her digital sleuthing raises more questions than answers. And when June reveals the secrets about her mom, she discovers she never really knew her at all. That's a perfect synopsis that gives basically nothing away. But it mm -hmm. really is, the whole movie really is a roller coaster. The reason why I loved Searching when I first watched Searching is that I felt like it was everything pieced together so perfectly and even though i may have suspected things in both searching and missing the whole plot was never yes clear like it was like clear. i yeah i had the same realizations that Haley was having while she was watching the movies because me and Haley, when, when the other person hasn't seen it and the other person has we try to like outguess the plot because there's always like that fun part of watching movies with friends and so Haley's like what is this what is this and she always had pieces but she never had the whole story until like truly the end of the movie which was is really cool um now I'm not saying everyone would have that experience I don't know maybe people are better than us <laughs> unlikely though no chance I'm no chance the tagline for this movie is cool, though. It says, no one disappears without a trace. Now I wonder, would anyone be able to find me if I disappeared? Yes. Would they? I just don't think I'd do anything that would initiate that I, that they would be able to find me from anything I've done online. I don't know. True. Haley, if I get lost, though, and you have to search for me online, you have to do it. My mom and my sister are useless when it comes to technology. You're going to have to be the online sleuth. Okay. You're like, fuck. <laughs> Give me your passwords. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, I would never be able to crack anything. But yeah, we'll talk about 
a little bit of basics of the movie first before we get into like the spoiling part. It was released on January 20th of 2023 and it was directed by Nicholas D. Johnson and Will Merrick. I do not know what other movies they've done other than searching. I didn't look it up. Okay, so the cast. The mom is played, her name's Grace, and she's played by Nia Long, who is in so many things that I couldn't mm-hmm. pinpoint one thing, though, but I did look it up. She was in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. She was in Hashtag Black AF. She was in 47 Meters Down, Uncaged. I didn't know that. She was in Empire, which I think that's where I've seen her from. And also the movies Are We There Yet and Are We Done Yet? Do you remember those movies? With Ice Cube? Mm -hmm. She Mm -hmm. played the mom. Yeah. So she was also on Fatal Affair, Dear White People. So that was cool. And then June is played by Storm Reed, who was in Euphoria, Last of Us. And she played the daughter of someone on the Suicide Squad. Oh, No. Yeah, she plays. It's the character that plays. It's the character that Will Smith plays. I don't Black, know. Uh, blood, 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 blood. I don't know. Never seen Suicide Squad. You should. All right. June and Gra- June's father and Grace's husband is played by Tim Griffin. I couldn't find anything notable that he was on for this. Our favorite character, Javier or Javi, was played by Joaquim de Alameda. I think that was right. And Heaven was played by Ken Long. Heather, who was the lawyer and Grace's best friend, was played by Amy Landecker. Anyway, there's a very limited cast, which is cool. And the same thing happened in Searching. And referring to Searching, I had Haley watch this before we watched The Missing because... It's referred to in the movie. So in Missing, they have this Netflix show called Unfiction, which is basically like a true crime show that you would watch a documentary for one hour about some sort of case. And it's basically a dramatization of that case. So in the beginning of Missing, she's watching the Unfiction episode of Searching, which was the movie back from 2018. And... I am going to give you a Google synopsis of what searching was about. David Kim becomes desperate when his 16-year-old daughter, Margot, disappears and immediate police investigation leads nowhere. He soon decides to search the one place that no one has, Margot's laptop, hoping to find a digital footprint. David contacts her friends and looks at photos and videos for any possible clues to her whereabouts. It's starring John Cho, Deborah Messing, Joseph Lee, and... Michelle Law. This, the ratings for searching are very high. Haley, what would you give searching if you had to give it a rating? Like an 8.2. 8.2. Okay. So I think that, yeah, I say like 8.5, something like that. So IMDb's rating is 7.6 out of 10, which is mm. not that, nothing to write home about. But our boys, the Tomato Boys, they gave searching 92%. Oh. A 9.2 out of 10. That's pretty good. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's why searching is such a good... It's a good movie to watch because it's very highly rated. Unfortunately, you have to rent it. It's not streamable anywhere. As far as I could find. Yeah. it's. I had to rent it. I had rented it too. I rewatched it before we watched Missing as well. So... 
now we're getting into spoiler zone. We're going to talk about missing in grave detail for a minute here. So, Haley, did you see the end coming? No. But you saw aspects of it. Like, in the beginning, you... Okay, so the end... Here's the spoiler. I'm sorry. I don't want anyone to get spoiled and get mad at us. So, I've said it three times. The end of the, end of the show is that her ex-husband or dead husband never died he actually went to prison for possession of drugs and she actually sent him to prison because he was also abusing her she realized that she was only going to give him one year in prison for domestic violence but he was also had a drug problem and so for possession it's a much higher prison sentence she then got whatever that called oh like witness protection she or yeah she got to she basically had to uproot her whole life and be like, sorry, I'm leaving. I'm going away and start all over. Her name's not even Grace. Like she just went off the grid and moved away. James is actually obviously not dead. And he spent a lot of time in prison and he spent a lot of time with Kevin in prison, who is obviously Grace's boyfriend who takes her to Columbia. And it's a whole bruise. She never actually goes to Columbia. Kevin goes with a lookalike. And she is actually being held hostage with Jim or James at, at, at their family vacation home in California somewhere. The, and then in the end, they have to basically fight to get out of the house. And mm-hmm. James is actually dead at the end of the movie, as he should be. So the, one of the funnest facts about this movie, I don't have a lot of fun facts. I'm sorry about that because... There's only so much is that halfway through the film, June gets a text on her phone or on the computer where the film's writer said it's Sev Oanian. I'm sorry. I probably said that wrong. Sev Oanian. And he texted June and spoiled the entire movie. So if you caught that text on screen, then you would have gotten the movie spoiled. I, I knew about the text and I was looking for it the whole time and I didn't see it. Maybe I was sidetracked or watching another part of the screen, but halfway through the movie, supposedly the whole movie is spoiled by a text message in her texts, which I think was wow. cool. That how many people actually caught it? I don't know, but I the I thought the ending was very shocking. Oh, it was yeah, because the dad comes up to the camera and he's, "It's me. I'm your father." in june i don't know why june didn't call the police right then though yeah i don't i mean with the dad right outside the door because like they we didn't even know that the mom was there until june's already at the house i still would have called the police i don't know i would too if your dad showed up to your house yeah your dead dad yeah your dad she was sus enough she was sus enough she was like backing away from him i just would have I would have kept him outside. Also, okay, so what my first thing was when they, they when I first watched the movie, why did the police leave her there by yeah. herself to collect her items and then go to Vina's? Because that's where she was on her way was to her best friend's house. And the police just were like, okay, deuces, you got this, you got it to lock up the house by yourself. Is that really what we're doing? Is we're leaving an 18-year-old by themselves? I don't know. Yeah, I was wondering where they left too. I think that that was a 
obviously a misstep. I'm sure that there's a lot of ways to like pull apart these stories that are like, this is unrealistic, but it's a movie. So it's not supposed to be realistic. And then at the end of the movie, it like it like flashes forward to her episode of unfiction. And my mom, when I we first watched it, my mom was so confused. She was like, I don't get it. Why? That's not the same girl. And I was like, yeah, because she's now an unfiction episode herself. Yeah. Anyway. I hate when you have to explain movies to people. Yeah. You're like, you really didn't. Were you not paying attention? What yeah. part of this did you not understand? Yeah, because then I get mad because then I'm like, oh, so you just, I'll just go fuck myself then because you clearly weren't paying attention. I like, I take it personally when someone's not paying attention to a movie that I didn't make. It was none of my blood, sweat, and tears. I was spending this time with you, so you obviously weren't paying attention. I think it's more like why I take it so personally. Yeah. I get more mad, especially if I've seen it, and I know that like, these twists and turns, and like when I first watched it, and so I want you to experience what I experience, and then if you're just like, on your phone, like you're, like, yeah, or you're just, like, the big thing happens and nothing changes on their face. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's a difference between people who do movies and people who don't. Some yeah. People- just don't know how to do a movie. I don't understand how to explain it anything better than that. They're just not good at it. Nothing really shocks them, but shocking twists are... I don't know. It's like they're really not paying attention. They just like, go brain dead while they're watching. They're just like... They're like, oh, look at the pretty colors. Boo. We didn't even talk right. about Javi. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Javi. How oh. I forget. So there's a character I talked about him. His name's Javi or Javier, and she rents him, rents him, or like pays for his services, like a task rabbit, but whatever it is in Colombia, it's called the Go Ninja or something. Go Ninja. Anyway, so he's only eight dollars an hour, and he like goes around and he goes and tries to get the security footage from the hotel, and he goes around and tries to find a receipt for something that these two people, the Kevin and her mom, quote, her mom, purchased at a hardware store. And he is just, I think that he's like her rock in the whole scenario. And he's so wholesome. And he's like the perfectest character in the whole show. And he doesn't die. It's so amazing. I was like, he better not die. And Catherine does her thing where she like, well, I don't know. I don't want to give it to her when she's every time that every time Haley's telling me like things, I try to not give her any kind of reaction because I don't inkling. want her to. I don't want her to get any kind of inkling that she's right because I don't want to encourage the thought process, especially if she is on the right track. I don't want to encourage her thought process of that. Like, I feel like I've I've successfully nipped some of your theories in the bud by just not reacting. Or reacting very minimally because, or reacting so far off the other way. I try very hard. I try very hard. That's all I know. It like doesn't <laughs> matter at all. I just want you to have the best experience watching the movie, and because I want you to not have spoiled it for yourself. Yeah. And I don't want to sit here and be like, "You're right. The dad's dead. Not dead. You said that in the first thirty seconds. You said, what if I he didn't. doesn't die?'" I was like, or, uh, "I was like, what if he's not actually dead?" Because I don't know. It was just very sus. Yeah. I could have been like, yeah, he's not dead. And that would have ruined the whole like first hour and a half of the movie for her. Because she knew. <laughs> so again, I'm not here to ruin movies for you. Do you want to talk about a couple 
It's literally a couple fun facts. Yes. Okay. So this so the cool thing about these two movies, Searching and Missing, is that they're filmed basically like Haley said, they're filmed on a laptop screen or a computer screen. So basically anything you're you're not getting anything outside of the laptop. Unfriended did it first in like twenty fourteen. Searching did it next in twenty eighteen. And then now this one. I've never seen another movie like it. I'm sure there are. I'm not saying this is unique, but it is a kind of cool way to to see a movie is through just a computer. There's like the only other times that you're seeing something outside of a computer is when you're watching an unfiction episode or a clip from an unfiction episode. Because remember, it like pulled out of the computer when we were watching the police raid the house. Yeah. And then it turned out to be the unfiction episode on her computer screen. So it really wasn't out of the computer. So in the background, and there's so many different windows open, there's so many things happening on the computers. There's I think that you could watch it so many times and find so many other like little hints or I don't know, something fun. So there are two things that were on the screens that were like funny or like jokes or like Easter eggs that I found personally. Mm-hmm. And when I say I found, I saw it online and it was in the movie. I didn't actually see these and find these myself. Okay. So when you first see, so she logs into Kevin's Google account. Kevin, the boyfriend, his Google account. And when you look at his storage drive, it's a little teehee because his his remaining storage that's left over is 420.69 gigabytes. Oh, my God. Wow. It's just so specific that it had to be a joke, like a little teehee. 420.69. And Uh, it works with his fucking password because. Oh, yeah. What is it? Kevin the Stallion. Kevin the Stallion. Yes, that was so funny. 69, right? I think so. I don't know. I don't know. So, there's some number in there somewhere. The other fun fact or Easter egg is that at the end, the Netflix chapter has a reference number. And I'm not 100% sure how you find this Netflix chapter. I'm not really, I'm not understanding exactly what that means, but this is what it says. Is that there's a reference number and it's eight zero one nine eight four nine six. And when you type that number into Netflix, it links to Nina Long's film Fatal Affair. Oh. So it's like an Easter egg somehow. There's like a reference number, either it's either on the screen in the Netflix window when they're watching the unfiction episode. I don't understand how 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 to find it. But when you type it in, and I don't know how someone else found this either. This had to have been someone had to tell this one because this is this seems so deep. It's deep. It's a deep like a like you had to go levels to, to find that. How many numbers did you type into Google to find this link? <laughs> I don't know. Those are the two fun facts, but I'm sure you could find so many different things on the screen when you're looking through like the movie. And if you watch it again and again, I'm sure you'll find new things every single time. This is also a very good reminder to not have your password set as the same thing for every single thing. Or it's a very good reminder to set everything to the same thing so that you can be found in the case of an emergency. <laughs> I don't know which one you want it to be. I know it's a pros and cons kind of thing. Yeah. You're easy to hack if you have it. You're easy to not if you don't. But then you're harder to find if you get missing. <laughs> okay. So, you know how 
June was finding all of these evidence pieces inside of Kevin's account, inside of her mom's account, eventually X, Y, and Z. She found a lot of stuff her in other people's accounts that she technically accessed illegally. Obviously, you're not legally allowed to log into accounts that are not yours without permission. So what the when she brings these things up to the agent, the FBI agent, he says, I can't use that as any sort of legal reasoning to help you in your case because you obtained it illegally. Now, yeah, there's this there was this theory online because technically speaking, that's not true. The FBI cannot obtain things illegally. But if June takes it into her own hands and obtains it illegally and gives it to the FBI, they can use that. Technically speaking, probably a lot of the movie could have been cut shorter if really they could have used the things that June was bringing to their attention. Right. Because they kept saying, we can't use that. It's illegal. We can't use that. But it turns out that's actually not true. And that if you as a civilian decide to break the law, they can use that as evidence or reasonable cause to search or whatever. Okay. I just wanted to throw that out there. I think that was a very interesting point when I saw it mentioned in the research that I did. You're like, you liars. I know, they're liars. Do you want to talk about the budget? Yes. Okay. Do you want to know how much its budget was? Or do you want to guess how much the budget was? Let me know. I want to guess, but huh. in my in, okay, in my brain, I feel like the budget wouldn't be that much because the way that it's filmed. But they went to Colombia, like they had. Did they like really this go house. to Colombia? I don't know. They they made it look damn sure like they did. I'm trying to guess, is it above a million? Okay. Like a lot? Oh, shit. Okay. Compared to a million, uh, it's a lot. Five million. Very close. Do you want one Five, two million. No. It's seven Four. million. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were going the wrong way anyway. So. Seven. Uh, seven. Seven. So that's why I was like, you're very close with five. And I don't know if seven's considered low budget. It seems like a lot for the movie. You know what I mean? Seems like a lot more. I don't know. So what do you think it made? Let's just go for it. Let's go worldwide. What do you think it made worldwide? It was released worldwide. It did make it money back. 20 million. 40 million. Close. Yeah. Last time you did this to me, you said 42 million. I said, very, <laughs> okay, first of all, last time I said very close and it was only 2 million more. I said that was close. Anyway, it is... 48 million, almost 49 million that they made for okay. worldwide. In the US and Canada, <laughs> $32.5 million. <gasps> In just the US and Canada. That's pretty crazy. That's crazy. And it made $9 million in its opening weekend because it was released in theaters for a limited release. Are you ready to rate the movie? Before we rate this movie, did you like searching or missing better? You can be honest. Searching. Really? Yeah. Okay. I like searching better too. Searching literally had me crying twice. Yes. I cried. I cried during yeah. searching. I cried during searching. 
the first time I watched it in the fucking oh. theaters. Oh my god, I cried. <laughs> Embarrassing. I it, it's also not helpful that my dad had died two years right before that. So like it was a fresh wound of a dad doing anything to save his daughter. And anyway, I know. <laughs> and my yeah. mom's dead, so that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't know if you were gonna t- talk about your connection to service. Okay, Spooky Bay, this is what happened. So my mom died. So I was like, like many years ago. I'm fine, but the searching movie. It was so sad. And then when the dad at the end was like, "Your mom would be so proud of you," and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was ugly crying twice. And then missing, this is a fucked up, but as Catherine just said, her dad's dead. So with fucked up Haley. <laughs> I know. So with missing, I was like, Catherine, do you, can you relate to this one? Yeah, because I related to searching. And I was like, so is this one more relatable? Because the dad's dead, even though he wasn't. Yeah. And that's what gave it away, honestly, because she was like, mm, not really. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so he's not dead. Got it. But you still weren't sure that he wasn't dead, just because I said that. I was like... You were like, oh, he's not dead. Okay, so the very opening of Missing is like a home video of baby June or toddler June with dad. And it's all great. It's a little weird. It's a little... The vibe is a little off, but they're trying to make you think, oh, he's sick. Because like his nose starts bleeding and I'm like, oh my god, he's sick. He's gonna die. Because that's how how searching went because mom got sick in a home video and then yeah but like the further we went on and then you realize oh the dad's not actually dead and she the mom's just talking about how he's like abusive and i was like oh, okay that makes sense i want she had to leave and then they like reiterate the home video but they show like the rest of the home mm-hmm. video like what happened that was cut out yeah and i was like it was before they even talked about him having a drug problem i was like yeah I you're know. snorting coke and she was like, I saw you go behind the barn. And I was like, oh, he out there. I was like, I was right. He was out there snorting. Like, that's why his nose started bleeding. Not for some cancer. Right. But. Yeah. So I I feel like I liked, I don't know. I liked searching. But I do like the whole, if they continued on the series, I think I would like the whole series. Because it's like just enough of a found footage movie. Also like a thriller. Like. It's all of like the best parts of the kinds of movies I like. It has it all has to happen really fast because obviously you're on a ticking time with a missing person and all that stuff. Okay. Now we're going to talk about missing ratings. What would you rate missing? You rated searching an 8.2. Like 7. A 7. Okay. I think I would rate I think I would rate I rated searching an 8.5. I would rate missing an 8. Probably. Okay, mm. I just wanted to give you that before I tell you the ratings. MDiv rated m- missing 7.1 out of 10. Almost exactly what you rated it. Perfect. Good job. Voodoo rated it 4.4 out of 5. Google users rated it 4.3 out of 5. Our trusted tomato boys, they rated it 87%. Ooh. So higher than our ratings both of them the critics consensus on the tomato boys website was this 
missing constrain credulity in its efforts to keep the audience guessing. But the fast-paced and relatable fears keep this twisty techno-thriller from completely losing its way. A techno-thriller? That's pretty cool. Techno-thriller. Probably because it's a technology-based thriller, I'm assuming. Anyway. Well, Haley, that's missing. What's missing? Sorry. That's all I have for missing. Okay. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Did you have anything to tell the spooky babes before we go? This is going to be the last time you talk to them until next week. Just remember. All right, spooky babes. Thank you for joining us today as we dive the deep rabbit hole of searching and missing universes. Hopefully we get more. <laughs> I would love to get um, more of these movies. The twists are so good. They are. We hope you enjoyed this episode and join us next week for true crime. Yeah. I already have everything um, planned out for next week. So I'm proud I'm of not you. not telling anybody. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is just as much a surprise for you guys that is as, as it is for me. I don't know shit. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed today. Hope you enjoy next week and join us next week. For true crime, I'm excited. I always love these because one, I don't gotta do anything, and two, I get told a story. Yes, it's almost that like you're is... your own personal true crime documentary. Yeah, you are. But we love you, and we will see you next week. And back to Catherine. You guys know the drill. You guys matter. You guys are important here, and the world's a better place with you in it. And. We are excited that you're going to come back next week to talk to us about true crime and then the week after for Horror Movie Week. And we can't wait to always talk to you. So I hope that you also can't wait to chat with us. And we will see you in your nightmares. <laughs>